was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Beautiful. Arabicadabra <laughs> is the beer we're drinking today on Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today's episode is Season 2, Episode 6. It is called Halloween. It's only been a couple of weeks since we actually had Halloween. I'm kind of disappointed that we did not figure out a way to record this on Halloween. Yeah. Well, you know. you know, closer to Halloween. Shit happens. Here we are, doing it anyway, doing it up. And this will be our last time recording in this space. Sad panda. Not really at all. A little bit. I am moving out of a basement and into a second floor apartment. Yeah. A nice second floor apartment. I haven't seen it yet, but I will take your word for it. I am going to miss feeling like I'm walking into the middle of a field where there may or may not be a bloody wood chipper. (laughs) That's just Bob the neighbor. He's fine. (laughs) And and there's like definitely corpses at the bottom of that pond over there. (laughs) it's really more of a swamp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which doesn't which doesn't increase the chances that there aren't corpses. Oh my god, that beer tastes like coffee. Yeah, oh. No, it's it's fucking amazing. Look at that. It's a coffee milk stout. Yes. Who knew? This is actually one of my favorite uh beers from Bells. Bells. They knew. Yeah, they knew. That's who knew. <laughs> and anybody who happened to read the label. Josh, we need a mom synopsis. Joshua <laughs> What are you doing, Joshua? It's not Halloween. Why are you dressed all sexy like? <laughs> Mom, I'm not sure how I feel about you calling me sexy. Um, you have very nice hair, Joshua. You're going to make a lady very happy someday. <laughs> uh, well, when you put it like that, gosh. Uh, <laughs> who, is, who is that very sexy character in the show? That's Willow. She's on every single goddamn episode, Mom. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm having funny feelings downstairs. I know you are, Mom. (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Oh, look, it's your friend Billy Idol again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets some funny feelings downstairs this episode. Even Giles. Oh, hey, who's what's the history on your buddy Ethan there, Giles? <laughs> Enough foreplay. <laughs> Clearly he likes it rough. <laughs> it's so all the demon costumes come to life and uh, Buffy scores some impeccable timing and triumphs over the day regardless because she is the slayer. It's a beautifully chaotic episode. She is the chosen one. It's fucking ridiculous it is it's oh my god it's almost it's borderline stupid but it's so fun i don't care it's stupid in exactly the right way just the right way you know we really needed this yes it uh it was a long hike through the last couple of episodes 
You know, I've been listening to you do that stupid mom voice for seven years, <laughs> and it still cracks me up. Yeah, you're welcome. I suppose we should begin this. I mean, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> no, it's that's the routine. Oh, that's why people are listening to us. <laughs> yes. I guess. Presumably. <laughs> Tell you what. Everybody, you should uh, you should call in. We're taking calls. We're live. We're hot. We're <laughs> on the line right now. None of what he is saying is true. Call in at exactly this time right now. <laughs> 9.57 p.m. November 27th, 2018. <laughs> Get a hold of Doc Brown to make that happen. <laughs> This episode isn't going to be released till mid-December. And let us know why you're still listening to us, if you're still listening to us. <laughs> is it because we're talking about Buffy, or is it because we abuse each other verbally? I would like to know. <laughs> that was actually pretty decent. I even put my thumb out like a politician as I said that. <laughs> they, why do they look like they're pressing a button on a... I don't know. On a fucking... PowerPoint presentation. It's really annoying. It is. Politicians in general are annoying. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? Anyway. Season we're two. We're here to review Buffy. Episode six. <laughs> And the show opens up with Buffy crushing a poor little jack-o'-lantern. Oh, it was so cute, too. It was. Duh. She's fighting a vampire in a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. And another vampire is being all voyeuristic with a camcorder. Mm, he was liking it. <laughs> he was liking it way too much. Hey, answer me this. Why do all vampires seem to know kung fu? I don't know. Or at least they think they know Dude Kung Fu. Dude had a hell of a roundhouse. He did. He was, he, like, he must have had a dancing background. Just the, the actor. The, fight, the fight's kind of comedic anyway, because Buffy's, like, throwing pumpkins at him and shit. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice. I, the effect, did you notice the really horrible effect when she throws the stake at him and he grabs the the scarecrow and blocks the stake? I did notice that there was way too long of a delay between that stake leaving her hand. But, like, the stake lands, and you can tell that it doesn't actually pierce the the scarecrow. It just kind of hits the scarecrow and then sticks there. It's I'm pretty positive it's because they used uh, one of those tricks where they have a line that pulls the, the stake to the target. Mm. It's like an invisible wire. Or they could have been doing it in reverse. I really don't think it was reverse. No? Uh, yeah, no. that's always pretty easy. To, but it was it was goofy Because the physics always look backwards it was when goofy they do looking. that. Um, so, Buffy, we get kind of an interesting little look here at the fight, though, because you see a, a couple of times through the camcorder. Speaking of the camcorder, just real quick, since when does shaking a camcorder fix temporary low battery dysfunctions? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> That, I was, like, they didn't even mention the low battery thing later at all. Like, why did it, they even bother having it that? It didn't come up at all. It was not important. It was a time waster. Yeah, it really was. But it was kind of interesting to see the fight from that perspective. Mm -hmm. 
which, you know, non-cinematic of just kind of hiding behind a fucking bush or some shit. Right. But Buffy kills the vampire with a sign. Uh-huh. I want to make a, a, a I want to bring something up here because... You're not making a hypothesis then? I don't think that's quite the right word. But I, I have a question with... Hypotenuse? With, so Buffy's powers. Have you ever noticed that she's never gotten a splinter? Hyperbole. No, no. Have you ever noticed that she's never gotten a splinter? Hyper- is that is that part of the Slayer pro- powers? Hi- Hyper Ebola. God damn it. <laughs> Are you trying to make a joke, Rex? When did you become the funny one? Splinters. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Superpowers against splinters, though. I mean, that's a... If you're fighting Splinter the Rat, that's a good superpower. <laughs> but she never gets splinters. <laughs> Think of the force that she had to stab down with that sign. You know, I theorize that vampires must have really soft sternums in general. Yeah. They just, they that's the only option. I guess. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome, welcome to vampirehood. If you could just remove your sternum and place it on the shelf... um we have a collection of sternums it's like going to a swinger party and putting your keys in the (laughs) fishbowl you're you're a vampire now you leave your sternum at the door (laughs) you fucking do it follow the rules (laughs) so So, the opening credits after she spikes the vampire yeah and we're at the bronze the bronze the bronze i'm sorry i pronounced the th in that far too well Duh, bronze. That's better. You're welcome. Have a fucking sense of professionalism here. <laughs> I am ashamed of myself. As you should be, for many reasons that have nothing to do with this podcast. I I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you as weirded out by seeing Angel in like a normal like people environment as I was? And enjoying Cordelia's company? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. So... So speaking of being over shit, Buffy walks in and it's like Cordelia's kind of part of the group now. Yeah. She knows who Angel is. Are you really this threatened by her speaking to Angel? First, before that, though, it is a bit of a funny, not really a funny line, but a funny facial expression from Angel because he's sitting there leaned against a table and Cordy walks around and, you know, starts flirting with him and everything. And he's kind of got this very deer in headlights look of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do talking to her? It's kind of just his acting style, to be honest. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for Buffy. So, <laughs> when I was going to acting school, when I was a theatre major <laughs> in the Universita, one of my professors, the only professor that was worth anything, he said, so by the way, everybody in acting 102 or whatever the fuck, bullshit course it was he said if you're ever on a soap opera this is the only acting technique you need you stop and you think to yourself did i leave the oven on and i think (laughs) me and david boreanaz had the same teacher that's all i'm saying that is possible anyway it's forgivable that buffy gets so insecure at this moment because they're high school girls. Yeah. All right. You're su- you're supposed to be awkward and insecure in high school. However, I think Cordy, 
her behavior is kind of egregious here. First off, she has a boyfriend. You're, yes. Second off, she knows that Angel and Buffy are a thing. Yes. Third off, she kind of is part of the group and somewhat friends with Buffy at this point. Yes. And just blatantly trying to fucking steal her boyfriend. Yes. Yep. And she comes up and she's like, nice hair. Really screams street urchin. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, obviously he likes Buffy. Like, on top of that, I'm like, Buffy, you could pop her head without effort. Yeah. And honestly, her hair didn't look that bad. Her hair was fucking fine. Even when she was like, oh, that's sweet, but you're a terrible liar. No, it's just, your hair's fucking fine. Yeah. It's fucking fine. Oh, there was a piece of straw in it. It's fucking fine. And for fuck's sake, woman, he knows that you kill vampires for a living. Like, he knows this. Yeah. He's already (laughs) accepted that you're a badass vampire slayer. He loves that about her, frankly, which is confirmed at the end of the episode. Whatever. I've noticed they do this a little bit where they'll have character progression past a point, but then they want to use that same character progression to... In the next episode, they so at the beginning of the next episode, they regress them a little bit. Well, they're stuck in this um, old bullshit writer's technique where everything resets at the end of every episode. They don't ever want to progress with yeah. the progress. They don't want to progress with their progress. That's the same <laughs> word. Anyway, um, but it does kind of sort of mean two different things. Uh, call yeah. in, everybody, once again. This is our call-in episode. Josh. Our non-live. Josh, no one, no one is going to call us because nobody is currently listening to this episode while we are recording it. Call, step into your local TARDIS. Our number is 555-5555-12345. 6789. I, I think that's too many numbers. Doctor. 1-800-DOCTOR. <laughs> call in. And let us know your opinion, because that's like your opinion, man. And that's how the USA works these days. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a wind. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. What? A desk. (laughs) Moving on from your terrible joke. So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's wonderful. So I had a, a an equally wonderful question to pose for everybody. As Buffy walks away and Cordelia comes back with cappuccinos. Remember this really stupid spot? Yep. Is it me or did Angel start reaching to take a cappuccino from her? Like, hey, I'm upset and you're half the source of the problem, but my undead soul could sure use some caffeinated bean (laughs) juice and a splash of steamed cow water. That'd be great. Everyone in this scene is acting poorly. Steamed cow water. Every character in this scene is acting poorly. (laughs) Buffy is being insecure when she already has passed that point. She knows that Angel likes her. She knows that they have a thing going. Cordy is... Straight from the crusty, slabby bag on the tail end of a cow. Okay. Um, Cordy is trying to steal her friend's boyfriend. <laughs> but I'm talking about milk. I, I get it. Fuck the dairy industry, by the way. <laughs> that is aside from the point. Go on. I'm listening. I've heard I don't it. think you are. I've heard everything you said, Rex. Angel in this really, I think, is the one 
doing the most harm because he very easily could look at Cordy and go, Cordy, I'm not interested in you. I like Buffy. And he could shoot her down, but he doesn't. You know what his problem is? I think he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> Are those soy lattes? <laughs> Clearly not. Cordelia only goes for the real thing. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm a little offended for her right now. Um, so... Anyway, it's okay. it's okay. I'll hear what she said when I'm editing the episode. Uh, yeah. Are we ready to move on? Yes. I'm, I'm ready to move Next on. Next scene's at the school. Enough about milk wrecks. I don't know where God. like where that came from. <laughs> Steamed cow water. With bean juice. Bean juice, yes. <laughs> so Snyder. He's not on the promenade for a change. No, the, he's in the halls. He outright assaults a student she's walking by and he grabs her arm and like pulls her to the side yeah he's like not even gently he sure does take a lot of liberty with other people's time that he has no control over no yeah it's (laughs) kind of amazing really he grabs the student he's like you're volunteering and she's like i have to go to class and he obviously does not give a shit he's just like nah he he literally just goes nah So Buffy, Xander, Willow come into the scene. Yeah. They're talking about the previous night. The tripod of dysfunction. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. the screen. Unimportant. But Snyder catches their scent, comes over, and is like, hey, Buffy, you're going to volunteer. <laughs> hey, you little fucking uh, future <laughs> convict or whatever he calls yeah. her. I don't know. Pulls her aside. She gives an interesting excuse as to why she can't do this. I don't even she remember had, what it she's was. She's developed tendonitis or carpal tunnel oh, or yeah, something so and can't hold a flashlight. <laughs> hey, the, the struggle is real, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have hand problems, but I could still hold a flashlight. Giggity. She should have at least went to, I can't sign my name because I can't hold a pen. That would have been better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that would have made more sense. But my favorite part is... Buffy is signing her name on the stupid clipboard, and Willow and Xander are standing over her shoulders. And they're, the looks on their faces are like, eh, Buffy's screwed. She has to do this thing. And Snyder just pulls two pens out and hands over Buffy's shoulders to him. Which is fun. And the look on all the Scooby's ga- Scooby Gang's faces is just priceless. But it's been done. This is, I mean, that was the very first thing he did in the puppet episode. Uh, but I'm I'm fine with their response being that they still just cannot deal with Snyder. Right. It works for me. I'll take it. So Buffy and Willow and Xander are talking about vampires, and I forget what exactly they said. Oh, right. Halloween's yeah, ha- Halloween's uneventful boring. because yep. the they don't do any, demons and vampires don't do anything on Halloween. And and Marks, this is one of my quotes of the day, just because Nicholas Brendan's delivery is always spot on. And he says, those wacky vampires, that's why I love them. They just keep you guessing. <laughs> okay, so the next, the the, the scene. Uh, exactly. Uh, so they're, they're in the lounge area. By the way, everybody, Rex is able to tell exactly where I am in the episode <laughs> based on my size and groans. Because I knew the moment you were here. Oh, man. Um, so... Xander which, walks which up sounds to a, like I'm making a sex joke, but I'm not. No, no. So Xander walks up to a pop machine to get a pop. 
I I suppose because we might have non-Michigan people listening to this, pop is soda. Soda. Uh, so it's a Xander's soda get, machine. Xander's getting a soda. Or if you're from really weird places, it's a Coke. It's getting a soda. It's a Dr. Pepper out of the Coke. out of the pop machine. <laughs> And then he's he's gonna drink it. <laughs> but the machine doesn't work. And then this this other character comes up. We've seen him before, but I can't remember his name. He shows up in the series. Larry. Every now, Larry. Larry. He calls it. him Lair. Says, "Hey, Lair, you're looking crow mag as usual." And <laughs> he looks a little crow mag. A little bit. That's why they. It's either why they wrote the line, or that's why they but, cast him. But it looks like they actually have a pretty decent rapport. For a second, and so and it Larry only takes is asking like, about Buffy and like, "Hey, how do I hit that?" Yeah, basically says that he heard that she was easy. Mm-hmm. Which, first off, where the fuck did he hear that from? It's, it's basically <laughs> like, "Hey, bro, how do I hit that, dude?" Like, I've been trying so hard, but you better not. Slight to Xander's credit here, the moment he says anything, very slightly, very slightly, the moment he Larry says anything about Buffy being easy. Xander grabs him by the shirt and's like, I'm going to get my ass kicked over this. Motherfucker, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, he's about ready to fight. I'm going to call Sam Jackson in here, and that (laughs) motherfucker going to fuck you up. Yep. But no, Buffy saves him. (laughs) Does she look like a bitch? (laughs) But Buffy saves him, and Xander's response to this is horrible. He gets so pissed at Buffy for saving him. Uh, One step forward, five steps back. Yeah, exactly. And I don't... We're going to try and not bag on him too much here because we've already said all there is to say about... And that's really got almost fuck all to do with the episode. Right. In the long run. My only problem is, like, you have no right to be pissed off. And later, Buffy actually apologizes for this to him. And it just... uh, It's annoying. But... All of this does accumulate to a really good line because Xander's all pissy and he storms off. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just retching in the background. No. That's fine. Bring but Buffy, the chocolate sauce. Buffy, oh. God damn it. Buffy's talking to Willow and Xander storms off. I think I just off. found a whole new episode format. I just try <laughs> I just try and keep you from doing your job as much as possible. It kind of works. Is that new? Or I have I been know. doing it the whole time? I think you've been doing it most of the time. I think I think I simply lost my way somewhere anyway. along the road. Hey, got your steak. Steak. Hey, got your steak. One of my, it, I'm not going to say this is a quote of the day because it's not really a quote, but it is a good line from Willow here because after Xander storms off all pissy and butt hurt, Willow looks at, at Buffy and's like, boys are so fragile. Poor Xander. Yeah. Poor Xander. Boys are so fragile. And you know what? She's not wrong. She's not. She's not wrong. It, I know more fragile men than women. Right? Yeah. And it, it was funny. It was perfect timing. Just as the phrase fragile masculinity ran through my head, yep. she said that. And I was like, hmm. Yep. I know so many more fragile men than fragile women. It's sad. Yeah. Good commentary on that, though. In 97. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then Willow and uh, Buffy immediately begin to talk about boys. Oh, yep. 
And then they run to the library to steal Giles's watcher book diary. Well, their idea is to grab Giles's watcher diary to yeah. look up facts about Angel. This is a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. Well, I mean, I didn't think it was that bad of an idea, but for fuck's sake, wait till he's sleeping or Let's something. Let's look up information about your your boyfriend from when he was a crazed mass murderer. Yeah. This is good, fun facts about Angel. From when he was actively possessed by a demon and not his own soul. That's brilliant, yeah. It's a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. So they go to the library and... Oh, Buffy, you are a terrible thief. (laughs) (laughs) Willow was surprisingly good at it, though. (laughs) Solely because Buffy was doing... Apparently, barely a good enough job to distract Giles. She distracted him solely by pure confusion. A barely passable job that could have only been pulled off by bad writers. Yeah. And actors on a set. There's no other fucking way that Giles would have fallen for any of that. So, wait a second. So, Giles is off-put by Buffy having any interest in the demons and vampires' lack of interest in Halloween. But he's not off-put, and he completely lets his ego take hold when Buffy says something about Miss Calendar thinking he's hot. Aren't they already (sighs) dating? They are. Again, this is like they've taken steps back with these characters. Yes. But the way Buffy's talking about him and Calendar is that they're flirting with each other, but not dating. Like, they've obviously been on several dates. They're a fucking couple by now. Yeah. They'd have to be. And we haven't even seen Miss Calendar for several episodes. Has it? I mean, have we even seen her? No, we've definitely seen her in season two. But it's been a minute. So they get the book. They run out of awkwardly leave the fucking library. Yeah. And the next thing is them in a bathroom. Sitting on sinks? Right. That did not look like it would be comfortable. I feel like those would just break right off the wall. Yeah. I mean, they're small women, but... Yeah. But still. 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 I Uh, mean, we're talking schools here. Hundred. You know, they're probably 100 to 130 pounds each. Yeah. Somewhere thereabouts, uh, depending on height. I wonder if Buffy is heavier due to muscle mass than she looks. Well, I was just thinking Willow, I think, has some abs going on. Oh, yeah. We get to... She looked muscular. We get to see... We'll get to that. We will get to that. (laughs) Uh, Get a grip, Josh. Get a grip. Are, Are you okay? Take a deep breath. I need a break. We're not taking that long of a break. You're not doing that here. (laughs) What do you take me for? You do that on your own time. What do you think I am? Some kind of nymphomaniac male person? mostly. Who masturbates like three times a day? Probably. It's good for the prostate, Rex. (laughs) Okay? And Anyway, Cordy comes into the bathroom. I don't need your judgment. Doesn't Cordy comes into the bathroom, doesn't believe Willow and Buffy that Angel is a vampire. Oh, yeah. She's all smug. Right, but first they're looking at this picture of, like, a Victorian debutante woman. Yep. And there didn't seem to really be any textual evidence that this was Angel's girlfriend or something. No, it, like, 
what is that drawing of the chick be even in the book yeah, for? Yeah, why is why is that even there? Was was the watcher who did that like, well, I guess I should draw a picture of the kind of women that are in this era. <laughs> yeah. This might be important to people in the future. At some point in time, <laughs> a one of these curious young slayer women might be interested. Yes. No. No. So, my theory, I actually have a theory that that picture was of Drusilla. I think it might have been. Before she turned into a vampire. I think it might have been. I might be drawing on old memories that I that are not at the front of my brain, though. It's possible. Anyway, Cordy comes in. She's kind of mean, <laughs> but really just kind of smug oh, for you know, no reason whatsoever. You know what I thought was fucked up was... Willow's immediate response to Buffy being uncomfortable about that kind of girl being what Angel is supposedly into is to start body shaming that girl for the sole purpose of making Buffy yeah. feel better. It's like, oh, oh, thank God this 200 year, 300 year old dead chick is yeah. so ugly compared to me. Gosh, that makes me feel There's so much better. There's a lot of problematic threads in this episode, I yeah. noticed. Like, it, it bothers me that that's what's supposed to make her feel better and... There was clearly no irony about it. No, there really isn't. So, next episode... Next episode. God damn it. So the <laughs> next scene, we go to the fucking costume store. Next episode of Beer with Buffy. <laughs> Rex has a coherent moment. Join I, us today. To, or tomorrow. I, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, next scene is there in the, co the costume shop getting costumes. This is when Buffy apologizes to Xander... For defending him. Why? I don't know. It, uh, it's annoying. Why? Anyway, moving on from that. Oh, she violated Willow, the bro yeah. code. Willow wants to dress as a ghost. Uh, the bro code. <laughs> Rex, she broke the bro code. I don't give a shit about the bro code. I've never given a shit about the bro code. So. Willow wants to dress as a ghost. Buffy's like, no, you should dress as a hottie. Buffy's like, no, Halloween is for dressing slutty. Yep. That's what you do. Xander comes up and he's buying a toy gun because he has uh, army fatigues at home. Yeah. And, you know, I guess kudos to being thrifty or something. You know, for all for all we know, uh, Xander's pretty poor. He could be. I mean... Yeah, they, they've hinted at that kind of in some ways. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe he can't afford a real normal costume. That's why I'm nerdy. I grew up fucking poor. Yeah, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, fucking like it's weird coming from an upper middle class family, but you're that one tiny offshoot branch that's just fucking poor. You know, better than my family, which is just mostly all white trash, right? It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. Anyway. Beer number two. Beer opener dysfunction, yeah. So Buffy finds a haunted costume you can tell because of the music. It's not even really, in my opinion, that fancy of a dress. But the store owner steps around is like... It, the point is, it looks just like the girl that she's jealous yeah. of. Yeah. That's the only point. Shows her it in the mirror, and she's like, I can't afford that. And he's like, 
I will sell it to you super cheap. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Said the definitely the bad guy costume shop yes. owner. Yes. <laughs> the moment you see him on screen, you're like, well, that fucker's a bad guy. Huh. Look at that. Then we jump it, to... Villain time. Yeah. Then we jump to Spike in his lair. Villain time. Villain time. <laughs> Let's all have some villain time. Hey. And now it's Spike's turn. Yeah. Where he's being super progressive Spike and watching the video <laughs> over and over again of the fight that the vampire recorded earlier. Spider Spike. Spider oh, Spike. Does whatever a spider spike can. Yeah. <laughs> so we're finally watching this fucking video from the beginning. Um, yeah. <sighs> They're not tying everything together very well, but they are tying everything together. Yeah. That's something. And this is when I expected there to be something about the fucking low battery, but no, it, there isn't. So uh, did anybody else notice that the word resourceful... Apparently, in Spike speak, is resourceful. I didn't notice that. So now I just need to pronounce resourceful with a Z. Resourceful. I'm sorry, a Z for, from here on out. Uh, don't, are you really going to start calling it Z, too? I think I have to. Oh, God. <laughs> but Drew, Drew comes in, yeah. and she's being all her creepy self, and she walks up to Spike and says... Do you love my insides? The parts you can't see. Creepy or sexy? Yes. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Different is good sometimes. She foretells that on Halloween night, Buffy is going to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Spike's like, but nothing happens on Halloween night. Fuck Halloween night. What could possibly happen? And then thank you, B-team writers, yep. for <laughs> completely ruining any chance at a mystery there could have been. And immediately yep. cut to Ethan. Oh, look, he's definitely the bad guy costume yep. shop owner. Cheers. Hey. This show has an issue with suspense. The show and me have something in common. Oh, dear. We're oversharers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to be an oversharer. I'm a, I'm a notorious oversharer. I got better. <laughs> and then I became friends with you. And now I do a podcast. <laughs> so... Go ahead and call in. Tell us your opinion. <laughs> Nobody's calling our <laughs> podcast. Let us know uh, if you think oversharing is okay, or if you think you should be a little more guarded, because it's like your opinion, man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, then we get, we're- I want to see if people are actually going to try. <laughs> what are they going to call? <laughs> like, Scoob. <laughs> I'm totally going to call into this podcast. <laughs> we could be one of one of those podcasts that like sets up a phone with a voicemail that we can like, <laughs> there are podcasts that do that now we have to i don't want to <laughs> i want to we can play them on the air the only person i know that would probably regularly fucking call our goddamn voicemail is my friend fred <laughs> That's, we He's can, our biggest fan currently. We can have a whole extra short episode. And and there you go, Fred. Fred's messages. There you go, Fred. <laughs> Here's a call out to you. So far, our biggest fan. Yeah, come on, Fred. <laughs> Start leaving those messages. Oh. Remember the number is 555. 5555. 12345. It's not a real number. 1-800-THE-DOCTOR. It's not a real phone number. 555. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, anyway, <laughs> we go to Buffy's. She's putting on her costume. We get to see Willow step out, and she's dressed as a hottie. Can I just say, Awooga! <laughs> I knew you were going that direction. Okay. Leather mini skirt, leggings, bare midriff. Bare. So bare. She's so she's muscular. Really, she's really an attractive like, girl. Mm, I, God, I'm very upset. <laughs> so you hear the doorbell. Buffy goes downstairs to let Xander in. He's dressed as an army guy with his toy gun. Uh huh. His response to Buffy's pretty good. It, it, it was. I fun. didn't write it down. It was fun. I mean, this happens to be the second time that he's stepped through Buffy's front door wearing a. Uh, a manstume. <laughs> it's, you know, clearly just a male power fantasy. But, yeah. you know, if you can't be a guy with a power fantasy, then what can you be? I'd like to know. Anything else. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I Go ahead. Call in. Let us know. God damn. <laughs> so, Nobody's calling in. So I did get his line on that. He's, okay. He says, uh, Buffy, Lady of Buffton, Duchess of Buffonia, I am in awe. I completely renounce spandex, which which is a callback to a line earlier from the shop when yep. he's like, I prefer spandex. We're like, of course you do, Xander. Of course. Because you have no fucking imagination. <laughs> so Willow comes down the stairs wearing her ghost, her ghost costume because she's feeling insecure. Yep. Back to the school. Oz and Cordy have a fun moment. <laughs> we see Snyder presenting the kids to Buffy that Buffy is supposed to watch over. Yep. He specifically tells Buffy not to talk to the children because he doesn't want Buffy to corrupt them. <laughs> Why the hell did he make her do this Why? if he doesn't want her to corrupt Why them? Why are you forcing them to do this? The Snyder makes no sense. That's not okay. Snyder makes no sense. With male influences like this, how can we expect anything but people like Xander? Right? Jeez, and Xander's one of the good guys. Uh, yeah. Shit. I don't... We're all I, just fucked. Does, is Snyder's motive here literally just to make everyone miserable? I mean... Oh, my voice did something weird there for a second. It really did. It really... <laughs> that was that was weird. Get me more helium. I need more helium. All I have for you is beer. Lots and lots of beer. <laughs> I still want my hula hoop. So... Save that for the Christmas episode. Damn. <laughs> it's still Halloween. My bad. Yes. Excuse me while I flagellate myself. Ah, that was a good flagellation. Wasn't it, Rex? You were there. Gratefully, it was not a real fra- I can't even fucking say that goddamn word. Fuck you. I'm gonna edit that together so hard. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before. I've swapped around things. I know. <laughs> I've noticed. We get Oz and Cordy. Cordy walks up to Oz bitching about her, her boyfriend. boyfriend, who is the lead singer of Oz's band. Yep. No, he he says, hey, Cordelia, geez, you're like a giant big cat. <laughs> and she goes, that's my costume. Yeah. <laughs> and then she is just complaining about her boyfriend, goes on this long diatribe about him, and he responds with, yeah, he's just going by Devin now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I almost wish I'd written that line down, but I, but y'all saw the episode. Whatever. I, I love Oz. 
and just how laid back and cool yeah. he is. He's so dry and just he doesn't put up with bullshit. No. And he it, calls it, it just, out. And it, it just rolls right off him. He calls it out in a way that just flies right over people's heads. I fucking love exactly. it. Exactly. It's very it's very nice. He says something along the line. Cordy storms off. He says something along the lines of, oh, I... I can't wait to have a woman like that or something like that, being yeah. sarcastic. Oh, yeah. And then he immediately turns around and runs into Willow. Runs into Willow, doesn't know who she is. It's really cute because they do that, oh, I'm going to go this way, you're going to go this way, uh-huh. you know, back and forth. They over-apologize. Yep. And yeah, those two going to hook up. And, and then we And get... then he flips her. He's a fucking spatula. What an asshole. <laughs> and then we get... Xander talking to his kids that he's he's going to chaperone. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how to get the most candy, when to <laughs> use tears. And I wrote, damn, Xander, you know how to Halloween. Right? Say what you want about Xander. I want him leading my trick-or-treat I, pack. Okay, story time. Uh-oh. I knew how to do Halloween right. <laughs> Go on. My brother and I, during Halloween... One year, we decided to hit every possible house for an entire, like, multi-mile city block. Yep. And we zigzagged through the neighborhood, hitting every single house, till we got to the far end of the neighborhood. Then we took off our first costumes and had our costumes that were under (laughs) the first costumes, and then hit all the houses on the way back. Four pillowcases each of candy. Holy shit. This was my brother's last year of Halloween. This is, I I think I did two more years after this, but it was so, we had so much candy that two to three months after Halloween, I was still selling handfuls by the quarter at school. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. By the time we were done, like it was nearly midnight. Uh Uh-huh. And this, you know, this is when we we were kids and you could be out this late. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't right. Like no one was afraid of getting yeah. murdered back in the Goonies days. Exactly. When you could go crawling through fucking sewer systems and yep. come back home and your parents were like, take a shower. You but- disgust me. <laughs> but by the time we were done, we'd like go up to a house and knock on the door and they'd be like, well, we want to be all done giving out candy, but we still have all this candy left. And so they just dump the remainder of their bowls of candy in our uh-huh. bags. Like, four or five houses did that. Yeah. So, Xander in this bit with with tutoring these kids on a, on how to properly <laughs> get candy. A man after my own childhood. Right? Right on, Xander. Yeah. You know, hopefully not in a creepy way. Well, no. For once. For once. Yeah. He's not creepy towards children. Yeah. Thanks. Honestly. Thanks for that, Xander. Xander's actually really good with kids. That's really a step up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's forgive him for all of his bullshit. <laughs> Congratulations. It, it is a really good transition here because he he's like, all right, troops, line up, move out, and marches off, off screen. Mm-hmm. And then the music they have playing in the net very next scene when they're all out trick-or-treating just goes along with that march. Kids are running back from a house to Buffy, and she's like, oh, what what Mrs. Davis give you? And they all pull out toothbrushes. Right. And... Buffy's like, she must be stopped. <laughs> Handing out toothbrushes at Halloween. 
do you want your house to be egged? Because that's how you get your house to be that's egged. That's how you get your house <laughs> egged, right there. Like, also, I mean, that's a myth. That's that's right up there with people putting razor blades in apples and giving out fucking gummy pot and ecstasy. No, that shit's too expensive. No, no one wants to drug your kids. They want to use their own drugs. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, nobody fucking cares about you. if they're. <sighs> I was waiting for it. That was yeah. Well done. I'm glad we shared that moment. Now get the fuck out. We go back to uh, what's his name, Ethan, and he's doing the ritual. Oh yeah, he's he's praying some more to his altar, and some shit's about to go down. Yep. I heard it some jumps Latin. back and forth between this and them trick or treating, chanting a lot. Latin. He's drinking milk. It's evil. Yeah. All the kids turn into their costumes. Surprise! And it's really well done when they do it. It, it yeah, it's pretty good uh, special effects. Not even just for the nineties. Like, no, no, still like, pretty good effects. Yeah, it really is. And <laughs> one of the kids starts choking out the woman because yeah. she's run out of candy. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a toothbrush, I'll fucking and, shoot you. <laughs> Willow's like trying to like stop the kid from attacking the the woman, but she's starting to die because she's dressed as a ghost. Whoops. Yeah. We get to see Xander is actually his fucking uh soldier costume. Yeah. His gun turns into a real gun and he's kind of a badass. Kind of. I I didn't like the gun sound effects. It wasn't loud enough at all. It really wasn't. And then the worst part is though, Buffy is a 18th century debutante with a. T- she was trying to do that. <laughs> oh, I'm a southern debutante, and I could oh, just barely. Her accent was awful. Oh, Mister Beauregard, I do declare, and just she could not do the accent no. to save her fucking life. So this is an interesting thing, I think, that reflects on Sarah Michelle Gellar in that her as a person, yeah, not even her character, her as a person, her as an actress, has too much fucking presence to play a character who's that in the background. Right. She's too strong of a person to be yeah, a weak character. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she, I don't think she would be effective at playing that kind of character in no matter what the script or the setting. That's an interesting theory. So they all run back to Buffy's house, and Willow's like, oh, she couldn't have dressed up like Xena? They run off to, to Buffy's house. Her mom is gone, because they didn't want to pay her to be in this episode. <laughs> exactly. And then, one of my favorite Spike quotes to date, granted he's only been in two episodes, but he's walking through the chaos on the streets, <laughs> yes. and he goes, well, this is just... Neat. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, am- yes. It is excellent. God damn it. His inflection and everything. I don't know if they used different prosthetics for Spike's vamp face. Hmm. Because, I mean, he is vamped out on screen more than most any character thus far. Yeah. With the exception of the master. Yeah. And I don't know if they changed how they did his prosthetics, but they fit him and fit his face and his facial features better. The makeup designers are probably just getting better at their jobs. Yeah, I guess. With but practice. He, he looks the most natural yeah. in the vamped out look. Yeah. 
I, I th- think they started um, doing this thing where they weren't making the prosthetics quite so prominent and angular. Right, not not quite so Klingon. Like the shit that made Sheila look so funky. Oh god, yeah. In her vampire makeup. That <laughs> was awful. Yeah. You mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You mean you you mean besides me? Do you believe do you believe do 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 you believe I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. They're in Buffy's house, and there's some monsters trying to get in the door, and Willow's trying to get Xander to not shoot people, because she knows that (laughs) it's all a bunch of kids in costumes. Right. He busts out a window and starts shooting them, and she's like, oh no, you can't do that, and he goes, you know, big noise, scare monsters? Yeah. That that felt forced to me. yeah. Yeah. And then Buffy has a line that's like... Because Willow's talking about having to fight, and Buffy's like, surely some men will protect us. <laughs> and that's really forced coming from her. And then Angel walks in, he's like, oh, thank God, you guys are okay. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as funny, it just did. It was really well well done, but then, as far as the delivery. I think the funniest part in the whole damn episode... Is <laughs> the moment... Is in the library. Giles is cataloging and willow just walks through the 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 wall giles doesn't actually effectively say anything it's like it's i'm not sure if he's more surprised by ghost willow or sexy willow i right (laughs) and he like the the cards that he has in his hands just fly all over he tries to start three different sentences at the same time yeah and just (laughs) 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 and willow's so patient with him (laughs) she's like okay get it out she made exactly the right choice she went to exactly the right person oh yeah exactly it it was it was a beautiful moment in the very next bit that they're in though they're like looking at books or whatnot and she's like i don't know how much i can help i can't turn the pages i can't turn the pages (laughs) and then so they figure out real quick that oh cordelia didn't change so uh, only the people's costumes from Ethan's shop change. So they go to Ethan's shop and they immediately find the statue and have a run in with Ethan. Yep. The 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 rest of the episode it just falls into place yeah, really, really quickly does. as per usual. In the house, uh Cordy and Xander go one way, Buffy and Angel go another way. Yep. Buffy has kind of a funny line where She's like, no, I don't want to go with you. I want to go with the fellow with the musket. Do you have a musket? (laughs) So they go into the kitchen and the back door is open. Somebody in, I I don't know if it, I suspect that the person that Angel starts to fight, who is a vampire, I suspect though that they are not a real vampire, but a kid in a vampire costume because he came into the house uninvited. (sighs) Oh, you're right. And he's definitely a vampire. Because Angel was asking for a steak. Yeah. Yeah. But he was uninvited. Interesting point. It really threw me off. But he vamps out because he's fighting, and Buffy is scared and runs out the door. Everyone decides they have to hunt Buffy now. Yeah, Spike just randomly... Spike's going around recruiting all these kids who are... 
demons all which, of a sudden. Which is interesting to me because he didn't have anything to do with orchestrating the event. No. He's just taking advantage of it. Because he's a genius. Yeah, he's pretty awesome like that. The pirate dude, which is Larry, yes, finds Buffy in the alleyway first. But before that, we get the confrontation between Ethan and Giles. And Ethan, oh, yeah. Ethan, they know each other. They have a past. This is the first glimpse we get of Giles's dark past. Because Ethan says, hello, Ripper. Mm-hmm. And ca- calls Rupert Ripper. Because yes. that was his nickname back in the day. Uh-huh. Immediately when Giles is dealing with Ethan, his whole fucking demeanor changes completely. Completely changes. And... This is the true Giles, in my opinion. Well, I believe Giles when he says, it's not a show. This is who I am. I believe that, that he's clearly, he's been through some shit. Oh, yeah. And he's done some soul searching. And when he says that, he doesn't mean that he's not guilty of some atrocities in the past. He just means that this is what brings him peace and this is the person he wants to be. Yep. Therefore, that's who he is. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry, but one. this is my favorite Giles moment to date. He approaches Ethan and uh, he's, he's like, Oh, but they don't know that you're just some sniveling tweed-clad watcher. Or they, they, they all think that you're just some sniveling tweed-clad watcher. And then Giles just... Opens up that fucker's asshole, crawls in, and closes the door oh behind him. Oh my god. Kicks his ass. He doesn't even hesitate. He's fucking cleaning his glasses <laughs> yeah. as and, he's fucking him up. And we'll get we'll get to that more, because they jump back and forth between the two scenes a fuck ton through here. <laughs> this is I, one of the, the heaviest jump back and forth episodes. Yeah, I stopped even keeping track of what so the location So then we get to Buffy being attacked by the pirate. Yeah. And Xander comes in and just starts handing Larry his ass. <laughs> yeah. Angel comes up with Cordy. They're resolving the vampire thing. Cordy still doesn't believe that Angel's a vampire for some reason, but she's going along with it because Buffy is freaked out. There's lots of other crazy shit is going on and frankly... Angel being a vampire at this point is the least of her concerns. Oh, yeah. But Angel leaves the women to the side to go help Xander. And just as Xander finishes up kicking Larry's ass. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of my quotes of the day. Did did you get it, too? I I wrote it down as well. All right. He says, it's strange. Strange. It's strange, but beating up that pirate gave me a weird sense of closure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, Willow comes running. Why she's running from anything, I don't know. She's a ghost. She can't <laughs> right? be hurt. Yeah. Like, she should just appear through walls, and then everyone has the same freak out. Like she Travis now officially did. has the best form of transportation across Sunnydale. Yeah. <laughs> As- she can just walk <laughs> straight lines. <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you guys are late. Spike's coming on with a, a big army of, of costume demons, and they run off to a warehouse. And he's about to jump all up in Buffy's shit as she's sniveling because it, she's in her Southern debutante yep, thing. And 
the demons and everything capture them in the warehouse. And then cut to Ethan giving up the real answer to breaking the curse very easily. Here's the thing, though. I think he was very legitimately afraid that Giles was just going to fucking kill him. Okay, maybe that's part of it, but I think mainly... I know, as evidenced by the the wrap up of this episode, he only did this entire stunt to get Giles's attention. I think that's part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But G- this is when Giles is at his true most badass because he's standing there, like you said, cleaning his glasses. Ethan's on the floor, like beat up, and he's just randomly kicking him as he asks him questions. I have two theories. A, Giles is Ethan's former dom, and and B, Giles is fucking faking when he tries to train Buffy. I think it's a combination of Giles trying to put on a little bit of a show, but also you gotta think that Buffy's like three or four times stronger than Giles. That's that's a little column A, little column B. I mean, she can pick people up and throw them significant distances. Also true. But yeah, Ethan, let's go that all he has to do is break the stupid double faced statue thing, which has to do with some Greek or Roman god of chaos or whatnot. Blibbity blabbity blue. Yeah, the ritual is a non issue. Blabbity blubbity. But this all ha- the the statue gets broken just as Spike is about to eat Buffy. Or something. Or something. Yeah. Everyone changes back. Xander hits one of the demons and then pulls up his gun. And just as he pulls up his gun, it turns back into a toy. Mm-hmm. Willow disappears. Spike all of a sudden has a wig in his hands. And Buffy yeah. pops up and says, hello, I'm home or something along those lines. Yes, I do. Uh, Kicks uh, everyone's ass. Uh, all the kids, are tur- all the demons turn back into kids. Yeah. Why Spike didn't have any of his normal vampire lackeys with him, I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. But Spike hightails it out of there. And Xander's uh, all like, Cordy, don't try to tear Buffy and Angel apart. Believe me, I've tried. Then Oz spots Willow doing the walk of shame back home in her there, hot on, outfit. There, there's a really funny line. Cordy's like, you guys remember what happened? And... Uh, oh, yeah. Xander says, yeah, it's like I, w- I was there, but I couldn't get out. And Courtney responds with, yeah, I know the feeling. This outfit is totally skin tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect narcissistic Cordy response. Yeah. Oz gets to see Willow walking down the street. She has a new sense of confidence because she was walking around as a ghost in sexy clothes all night. And they're doing this fun recurring thing with Oz where he's like, who is that girl? Yup. And I'm like, I it I don't know, but it works. Okay. So Angel stops by Buffy's and they chat and he's like, oh, I'm not even into those chicks. Finally. Finally, they they make out. They're finally over their will they won't they bullshit. Yeah. Hopefully that's done. That's done. We can we can <laughs> stop with the Buffy being super insecure. Yeah, about we've never Angel. heard that before. Hopefully that's done. Everybody call in. <laughs> we're still taking Nobody's, calls. No, we're not taking calls. I uh, I'm mostly just disappointed because I haven't gotten a single call this episode. But one eight hundred. Doctor Five, 
five five five. You're not even using the same number. Every five five time. five four five. Nobody is calling. Let us know. The last scene, <laughs> the last scene of the show. Let us know if you think Quark and Odo are going to hook up. <laughs> Nobody is going to call. Will it be on the promenade? <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> is it Rex? Yes, it is the wrong show. All right. I will throw my notebook at you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, the last scene is... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You've been derailing me all episode. Yeah. And I can't even be pissed about it because I do that shit to you all the time. <laughs> anyway, the last scene is Giles walking into the, the costume shop, which is all the merchandise and everything is stripped bare. And, and there there's a note that says, I will return. And we're going to see Ethan again someday, apparently. Mm-hmm. Next time, Gilesy. <laughs> Did you like the episode? Yeah, it was all right. It, it was, was really entertaining. It was fucking better than Reptile Boy and Inca <laughs> Mummy Girl. There were... Oh, wait. Gur. Arg. Gur Arg. Yeah. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in the You've got something here. This episode didn't have that many great lines, but it had great moments. Like uh, there was a lot of funny moments that didn't revolve around the lines that characters were saying so much. Yeah. Normally it's it's the actual lines. I agree. I thought that this is by far the best like villain of the week episode we've fucking gotten definitely uh well they actually fucking set it up for some real plot it was a character introduction it wasn't uh uh look at this monster that we're gonna have a bad ending fight scene with they actually used a monster of the week to introduce a character that's obviously going to come back we got hints at giles's dark backstory Mm mm-hmm we got some resolution between the bullshit drama between Ooh. Buffy and Angel. Love me a dark backstory. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. We got to see Spike being a good big bad guy. Yeah, they mixed bad guys. That was fun. Angel, they they did a great job of incorporating him in the episode. He didn't just show up and say, something's wrong. Buffy, there's a problem. All the characters actually had good parts. A little regression in some ways. Yeah, a little bit, but you can tell they're starting to get their sea legs in other areas. Yes, very much so. The story was, like, it was ridiculous, but it was really fucking entertaining. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of being able to take a ridiculously dumb idea Mm -hmm. and make a good fucking episode out of it. What if all the costumes came to life and were real or something? So what? what's your quote of the day? Uh, my quote of the day. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to give my quote of the day. I'm going to give it to Giles. When Willow comes through the wall <laughs> and he goes. <laughs> That's my quote of the day. Yeah. Take it. it it's. 
<laughs> it really, it's one, of, it's the best moment in the entire fucking episode. It was technically a verbalization. <laughs> right? I thought it was I'm, the funniest. I'm going to, it's, a, my quote of the day is going to be a little bit of a cop out. <laughs> so was mine. Go on. Mine is honestly going to be Oz going, who is that girl? Okay. Because the this, the couple of snippets that we got in this episode of hinting at the relationship to come with those two, just, it it makes me excited and giddy. Yeah, yeah. a little because giddy. I I'm so excited for Willow to get a guy like Oz, who's a good person, like, actually, like, good to her and for her and like a genuinely good guy yeah unlike every other fucking male character outside of giles blows xander out of the water <laughs> oh god yes but andy plays a musical instrument yep shut up just shut up <laughs> so subscribe like share review us on itunes uh, we have a fancy new webpage that will have all of the links of where you can listen to our podcast, beerwithbuffy.com, ways to contact us. Special shout out to Ben for the music of our episode. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. God, Will is hot. So hot. Instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>